When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who are you captain on Thursday, February the 1st? The Fantasy Football Show. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name is Such. And my name is James. Two days... Oh, it's very small here. Two days. Two days. Nine hours, 27 minutes and 36 seconds precisely because it tells me on the little orange bar on the sky uh, till overhaul ends. It'll be less than that by the time you listen or watch it. There will be. So if you can log into the app, it will show you how long left. But it's a couple of days left and I think we are very close to getting towards where we want to be. I think because <laughs> Until people no get price injured. rises. <laughs> well, uh, here's a funny thing, right? You said to me last week, pick the best 11 and then reverse engineer it from there, which I did. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six of my best 11, (laughs) so more than half, are currently unavailable for varying reasons. I mean, I put Nick Pope in goal because I got no Newcastle coverage. So I thought Nick Pope is fair. Yeah. Injured, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Romero, injured. Jared Bowen, injured. Salah and Son off to AFCON yeah. and Erling Haaland hasn't kicked a ball in the Premier League in anger for a little while. Now he has trained so he's not as injured as some may be. Um, but yeah, like so really it is a case of reverse engineering who we can have now and uh, that's what this pod is all about, James. Players as yeah, opposed to fixtures. I'd seriously recommend this for anyone who perhaps didn't listen to last week's pod. Reverse engineer what you believe is the best team that you can have, irrespective of captaincy, fixtures, anything. Just imagine everybody's playing Sheffield United at home this weekend. What eleven would you want? Eleven strikers. We're all playing on the same day. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, what 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 would you truly yeah. want under yeah. that circumstance? I'm interested to know how many we've got the same in terms of what we'd the reverse 11. engineer. So I wouldn't call it perfect okay. eleven. Yeah, yeah. And for Optimum. example, I think the goalkeepers like really up for grabs. I'd also probably say you said Pope, but in terms of reverse engineering, he's not part of your thinking. So you've got no, spare cash. No, I but having the goalkeeper's least important anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking Vicario is what I'll that's, end up with. That's what I put, yeah. was Vicario, yeah. In terms of his, his value at a million less than, than Alisson, yeah. yeah. And then my defenders, I'm assuming Saliba and Dunk, we've probably got the same. No, I've not got Dunk. Oh, you've got Van Heck. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely up there as a consideration for me, Van Heck, if I, should I need to find money elsewhere. I've got Romero sitting in my back line at the moment, but it won't be Romero because uh, clearly um, he's not available and I've gone with Vicario in goal to give me that coverage defensively anyway to, to cover it off. So, so you reverse engineered all those flags and Trent was, wasn't one of them anyway? Well, Trent's coming in possibly. So if I was to go from Dunk to Van Heck, then I can get Trent in. Comfortably and yeah. easily. And I think Trent will end up being... So, so that's what I did was Saliba, Trent, Van Heck. And yeah. I actually thought one of the biggest conversations on this podcast was going to be Trent versus Van Dyke. Mm. We don't need to do it now. No. Uh, my midfield, I reckon we'll have five the same. Well, I've got Salah, Bowen, Son, Palmer, Rodri. Yeah, same. All five the same. Yeah. 
And if you've got Holland and Watkins up top, yeah. so are you genuinely going to start after overhaul? Well, we're not going to start with this team because Salah, oh, no, Son, uh, and so on are not going to be available. So, But we've, in essence, agreed on yeah, so almost the only, all of it. The only difference, actually, is two defenders. Yeah. And again, that's only because uh, I haven't put Trent in yet. And uh, obviously, Dunk down to Van Heck will give me the money to be able to do that. And Vicario, the, the, obviously. The thinking here that you've got to consider is... We've obviously put Salah, Son, Bowen as part of that. You need to know that you can get back. Doesn't doesn't mean that you have to go to these players. I think particularly in Salah, you obviously especially will want to. By the way, one of the things I think really key to look for, Saturday morning, see what Salah's ownership is in the top thousand. Okay. Because it should be fucking zero. It should be, but it won't be. No, it won't be. No. I'm fascinated to see what it will be on Saturday morning. Um, yeah, you need to think about how you're going to reverse engineer to to get those players back. So if you're going, you know, you're going to thump out all the cash and go, right, I'm going to go De Bruyne, I'm going to go Saka and all that. If they're your placeholders, like, that's fine. But those need to be the players that you move from. I think that Paul made a really good point, which is part of my strategy as well on the three-for-one pod the other day about the idea of, um, because of having Van Heck and Palmer, which is also what I've been looking at, is the idea I can get back to the likes of Salah from near enough anyone. Yeah. The one thing I really don't like about what I've currently got is that it's a, it's a back three rather than a back four. And I'd prefer... Four, four two is I'd, generally considered the most flexible, right? I'd, yeah, I'd prefer a back four because then I can get to Salah from every player I own by the goalkeeper. Right. Whereas at the moment, it would still need to be an attacking player right. with what I've got. And I think Salah is most likely to be the one we want to go to first and foremost. It's worth saying, particularly in Bowen's case, right? They play Thursday the 1st against Bournemouth if he's back. I think we're assuming at this stage he won't play Sheffield United from what's being reported. Manchester United away the, f- the following week is a Sunday. The week after, Arsenal's a Sunday. Um, then Night in the Forest is Saturday. Brentford is a single game day on the Monday, which I think we were always of the opinion probably wouldn't happen because it's the FA Cup fifth round that midweek. Obviously, if either team makes it, then uh, it moves back to the Saturday lunchtime. But both teams could be out by this, well, I'm going to say this time next week. Your replay's Tuesday. I don't know, I don't know when like Brentford's that, yeah. is. So it could 14, be that 15, we know 16. by next week that that's not going to be a single 16, game day yeah. anymore. So I think it's worth tracking, Serge, in order of the fixtures um, that are being played in the first let's say, match week, two, which two is over weekends. the first two weekends. Yeah. Who's under consideration? Yeah, because my question f- to you is going to be, have you skipped any captaincies? Uh, Luton, I, Burnley. I, I haven't decided on Luton, Burnley at the moment. Um, currently, I have someone in there. There are 29 okay. names I've got under consideration. F- to cover off the first two weeks, basically. Uh, well, j- well, in terms of what I might start with. Start with. Go on then. Uh, I think from Burnley Luton, there are four players under consideration. Um, but goalkeepers from both teams. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, Trafford and Kaminsky. Yeah, Trafford actually um, has been on a, a nice long run of picking up save points. I think Luke Williams made a, a really good point recently um, that if you if you have a keeper who's, who gets saved here and he gets saved four points times two for eight, that's al- that's the, almost enough consideration. Just to say I should start with one. But the fact that they're playing each other makes the likelihood of a save tier less likely. You but it also one. improves the probability of a clean sheet because of their respective opponents. Um, I was quite impressed with Burnley at Tottenham last week. 
as I said, they didn't give up one big chance in the game. And we're only beaten by um, <clears throat> Pedro Porras, Pedro Porras, how Witzer late in the game. With Trafford, if I went Trafford, that's moving him straight away, definitely. Yeah. If I go Kaminsky, I don't mind holding it a little bit longer. That's not to say I definitely would. So I think with that in mind, Luton players feel more optimal because you can hold them longer. With Burnley playing Manchester City and Liverpool away in two of their following three, it's not great. There's an outfield player from both under consideration. Um, Lyle Foster of Burnley. I was going to say, it's going to be two strikers and Adebayo. No, I've not got him at the moment. Adebayo. Adebayo will come back into my thinking if Haaland is definitely ruled out. Okay. Believe it or not. It could be that I go Adebayo. Instead a, of Foster. No, instead, not of, as, instead of Haaland. Instead of Haaland, <laughs> but then you wouldn't go Foster or Kaminsky or anything else. It literally be, that would be your... The your thinking pun. on that would be go Adebayo, Burnley away, captaincy, Brighton at home, and then buy Haaland the next day when City played Burnley. Yeah, yeah. What's really important about that, there were three games on that Tuesday the 30th that can still move. That's Crystal Palace against Sheffield United, Fulham against Everton, and the most relevant one is Luton against Brighton. So I know there'll be people thinking about setting up, say, João Pedro to Haaland, for example, or Gross to Haaland, which are perfectly reasonable to consider. Basically, the games can still move to a Wednesday if any of the games are, se- are selected on the Sunday or the Monday in the FA Cup. They wouldn't, it can't be the Monday, actually, in fairness. But if they're the Sunday, they'll move to the Wednesday. They won't move to the Thursday because all of those teams are playing on the Saturday the following weekend. Right. And there's been no provision to move any of those games the following weekend. So those three games can move to the Wednesday. Luton Brighton's obviously the most relevant one. Now, I'm looking at it and going, well, Luton would be, if they go through Palace or Everton away, is it going to be selected for TV? No. Brighton away to Sheffield United, is it going to be selected for TV? Highly unlikely. So it stands to reason right now that the most likely is that, that those games that are scheduled for the Tuesday will stay on the Tuesday. However, I can't promise you that they don't go, let's put Sheffield United and Brighton at two o'clock on a Sunday so we can get more exposure for our overseas television audience. That, okay. could, that could happen. That could happen. Right. We've seen, obviously, in the last round, how many was there, eight games at two o'clock on a Sunday? Yeah, there's a lot. I, I've, I don't think that will happen this time. Like, I don't think they'll do that. Um, primarily because of the Premier League fixtures in the midweek afters, but they might. Okay. So it could move. In terms of the television announcements for the FA Cup, fingers crossed we get it before the end of this week. Um, to be honest with you, we should, I think, we should get it this week, what the TV picks are. But you need to bear that in mind. Because uh, it might be, imagine that you went Adebayo, yeah, placeholder for Haaland, then Luton Bryan gets moved to the Wednesday. Oh, crap. Now, if Holland was in the team against Burnley, you'd still make the move, but you have lost the fixture. Yep. Um, Chelsea, Fulham? Alfie Doughty is the other one. Oh, okay. On Lyle Foster, by the way, I mean, the benefit is we'll see the team, but he is a doubt. He came off at half-time against Tottenham on Friday. If he's in the team, that might be the one for me, but I suspect he might not be. So, I think if you're planning on Foster, you need alternative plans. If you're planning on Adebayo, you need alternative plans. It is perfectly reasonable to skip it. But I do agree with the sentiment that Ian Parrin has said before that it's not two transfers. It's the first game after overhaul. You can just put someone in and, and you can move straight it straight. Or just have the captaincy and potentially move it on straight away. I'm still planning on skipping it. 
as it stands. I think I'm going to go for one. Uh, I think it'll probably be a keeper. Okay. And I think, I think for me, it'll probably be Trafford. Okay. Chelsea, Fulham, 12.30 on the Saturday. Yeah. Cole Palmer's a must. Yeah, almost, Cole, Cole Palmer is... Uh, there are five names that I'm absolutely certain will be an overhaul subject to any injury concerns. Cole Palmer is one of them. 79.6 in the top 1K. Yeah, it should be, be should be 99.6, to be honest. Now, now he's come through last night unscathed as well. Yeah, yeah, he had three good chances. Like, he could have had a hat-trick in the first half yeah. last night. Um, not that they were particularly good in losing to Middlesbrough. But yeah, Cole Palmer's a, a shoe-in, isn't he, I think, yeah. for most of us. 6.5, no reason to go against it. Therefore, for me, no other Chelsea players under consideration. Yep. Don't need to. There were two Fulham players under consideration. One is Leno. Um, I think Fulham have some good fixtures after Chelsea. It's more likely than not subject to Wams tonight that their fixture at Manchester United remains on, on February the 24th, which is Carabao Cup final weekend. But actually, they don't have any awful, awful fixture, really, basically going into April. Could he be just a long-term go-in, mate? Stay in, mate. Yep. So Burnt he's, Leno, uh, what, seventh six, on the goalkeeper list, but again, he's 6. It's, 8. Like, it's only uh, fifteen points or like difference between him and Allison. It's not, yeah, it's fourteen and points. From, to be fair, from what we can see in January and February, like he'd never be a captain for you. Right. It's, it's just a case if you don't think you're going to make goalkeeper moves and you want to look at someone that's just to kind of sit in there long term, doesn't matter from captaincy anything like that. Then Leno comes into consideration. I think. Sure. Emmy Martinez would appeal in a similar way under that circumstance as well. Um, Tom Kearney is not completely ruled out for me as, a, as an absolute enabler. If perhaps I decided I'm really unhappy with Van Heck for whatever reason, to have Tom Kearney sitting there for a little bit. As I said, the fixtures after Chelsea are good. Everton at home, Burnley away, Bournemouth at home. He's in the passing quite regularly and will be for some of these upcoming fixtures. At 6.7, if we didn't have Cole Palmer, I think his name would be getting talked about a little bit, actually. He's an unlikely for me, but not ruled out. Yeah, he's had quite a lot of tier two passing. A few ones in there as well, but he's had a few. You've got to remember, he's only been in the team really the last sort of month or so and he's he's re-established himself. He has been injury prone historically, but he's had a good sort of six-week period now where he hasn't been and he's he's definitely first choice now. He's probably ahead of Andreas Pereira in the pecking order now. Okay. Uh, The the ideal would be that they both play, but if it's one or the other, it's probably Pereira gets left out at the moment. You're going to say Raul Jimenez, no doubt? No. You don't think he's worth it at 7.4? No, he's not under consideration at the moment. Sorry. That's it? Any other Fulham players? There's, there's some other forwards that get mentioned, which will probably define why. Yeah, I mean, you've only got three slots. That's Him, the biggest Jimenez thing. doesn't do anything for me. Right. Essentially. So, um, Newcastle, at the moment, uh, there's no one under consideration. Which I don't like, because, as I said last week, they basically always go first after the Manchester City game. Um, so Villa's a Saturday, Luton's a Saturday, Forest Saturday, Bournemouth Saturday, Arsenal's a Saturday after Chelsea Tottenham, but obviously if Chelsea make the cup final, Chelsea Tottenham won't go ahead. So there's no there's no getting into them. And there's also the consideration that if obviously I want to get Salah in, get Sun in, maybe get Bowen back, like when am I getting a Newcastle player in if yeah. that's what I decide I want to do. So I am aware of that, but... There's, there's nothing there for me at the moment. Trips. You wouldn't even go cheap with a keeper, Dubravka or something like that? No, I'm not keen. Me neither. 
not, not, me neither. not keen on Dubravka, to be honest. Like, like it, I put Pope as my ultimate keeper, but then I didn't then automatically swap him for Dubravka no. when Pope wasn't available. It just didn't feel right. No, I think, like, for those who are considering Trippier, that's absolutely fine. Anthony Gordon will still be quite popular. I think it's 7.8. It's not for me at the moment. With City, Villa, the next two. Uh, Arsenal, a few after that as well. Chelsea away a few after that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that babe. It certainly does nothing for captaincy either. City. Rodri's assuring. Yep. Holland's assuring if he's fit. Yep. Uh, and I think we need alternative plans, depending on what Pep says, which will probably be Friday. Uh, I suspect what Pep's gonna tell you is we don't know. We need to assess them. We need and to see. If if that's what he says, my intention is to start with him. Rather than have a placeholder. That's how I feel at the moment. I might change my mind. But the intention for me would be go with him. The yeah, other... I don't particularly want to burn a transfer on getting Haaland back. The other, so. the other City player that's really under consideration for me is Phil Foden. Mm-hmm. Brilliant form. Returning really well in, in all fantasy formats at the moment. A consistent kind of spell of attacking returns now. Um, priced in at uh, 9.5, which is perfectly reasonable. That's kind of like sun price placeholder, if you will. Yep. And it might even be that City have their double and then you might want to move on to Sun after that, for example, if the City fixture happens against Brentford. So Phil Foden right under consideration. What I'd say to that is, though, I would definitely pick Rodri over Foden. We've been over this before. So it's a case of both. He is 0.1 cheaper, Rodri, yep. than Foden. Yep. He scored 20 points, give or take, more. And he's also missed about half a dozen games for suspension for being a Pratt yeah, but well. Foden's had his little issues he's, as well. He's been in and out of the team, but he's he can be in and out of the team because of what Pep wants to do. Rodri will be out of the team because he's self-inflicted <laughs> suspensions. Like, there's not even a question whether you'd go Foden, uh, Rodri over Foden. Um, but I do like the the differential nature of going Foden, particularly when you've got Salah and Son, you can't pick and Bowen now all out. Where'd you go? And I think uh, Foden's a good shout. What I'd add in on Rodri, I, I, forgive me, I haven't checked, but obviously 10 yellow cards would equal a two-game ban. Yep. He probably will hit that at some point. I just want to check how many yellows he's on, actually. Bear with me a second, Serge. Uh, talk some nonsense for half a second about Rodri, why, why Rodri is much better than Foden. Because <laughs> I'm just looking back to when's the last time he blanked. Well, he blanked against Aston Villa on the 6th of December. That's because he didn't play. <laughs> he's, on, Other than that, he's on six yellows, Rodri. He's never blanked. Um, Anthony Gordon's on seven, if that's uh, one for people. Mario Lamina's on seven. Bubakar Kamara's on six. Those are probably the only ones. Bruno Fernandes is on seven. Jao Paulinho's on eight. Bruno who? Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. He's on seven. Jao Paulinho's on eight. Nicholas Jackson's on eight as well. Christian Norgard's on seven, but it's also a, a doubt for Brentford. Um, as much as I would love to have a Manchester City defender... I don't know where I go with it. Yeah, agree with you on at that. At the moment. Carl Walker is really nicely priced. He's playing every game. But it, like the You're past, never captain him and the passing tiers aren't CB, even definitely yeah, coming with it. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um Nathan Aki, I think, would be interesting maybe and isn't completely out the running, but it's almost like we, we go around in circles about this. It. It's like I have to have a city player. Yeah, but actually Van Dyke, Saliba, Van Heck, Dunk, Porro. They, like, they there's enough well. good other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's like I've got to have City for the sake of having City and I know City are going to have the extra game in there against Brentford but yeah is it ever an extra game when it's a City player particularly the defensive ones because they've got more options defensively than offensively agreed Everton Villa Everton any interest Everton no not at the moment yeah me neither I mean, Pickford, if you Pick- just wanted a goalkeeper. Yeah. But again, you're not going to captain him and there's better, cheaper alternatives. So I don't see why you would want to go with Pickford. Yeah, the main reason for considering a Pickford or I, I don't hate Mikalenko because he's a regular in the in the tackles and he will chip in with the odd attacking return. And Everton also will keep clean sheets at some periods that we don't expect. It's the Palace home game, which is the, the single game day on the, on the Monday in February, the 19th, would be a reason to uh, appeal for that. My take on that generally, though, on that particular one is Paddis play on the Monday night the week before at home to Chelsea. And after the Everton game, they play Burnley on the Saturday. So my ideal with that at the moment actually would be buy a Palace player for a three-for-one that would be an effective with at least one captaincy, four-for-one, and then move that straight on. That's my plan at the moment. Okay. Um, so, no, Everton's fixtures are ugly enough that I don't really want to go there at the moment. Villa, obviously a team in good form, sitting high in the league. Not the hugest amount of consideration there. I know you mentioned goalkeeper-wise, Emi Martinez. He's a, an all right set and forget, but he hasn't been racking up the points this year like previous years. I mean, he's outscored by a lot of different goalkeepers. But I'm not going to get any other defensive Aston Villa coverage. So if I wanted a bit, maybe Martinez gives you that. Um, Ollie Watkins is a shooing really for yeah, most people. Yeah, he's a definite for me. So then it's down to, do you want to add a defender or, or midfielder and then the likes of Douglas Louise. I do think Louise yeah, is a Louis, decent shot. Douglas Louise is the one that's a consideration for me at 8 million, yeah. I just don't know whether I want him he's in over addition a, to. He's over 100 points. Yeah, 104 points. Well, what I like about Villa is a, a little bit kind of like what I mentioned with Emi Martinez. Long-term fixtures, really, really good. So it gives you a, a secondary option um, if necessary. He's consistent as hell. Yep. He's on the pens. And corners um, and other set pieces. He can well. act absolutely as a placeholder where you got him in and you left the money for Salah or whatever and you went, okay, yep. it's not worked with him. He's an easy one. If you're sitting there with like, oh, I've got Louise, Salah's playing, should I keep Louise? And like, you're going to go, aren't you? Yeah. So it can act as a placeholder as well. I think it's perfectly reasonable. And it, it's added to the fact that there's definitely Villa captaincy out there. So I think of Villa's next four, I think I captain Watkins in three of them. Right. So Everton away Sunday, I think. Um, Sheffield United on Saturday the 3rd, away from home. And I think Manchester United at home Sunday the 11th as well. Two games after that, they play Forest on Saturday the 24th. And that's competitive to be a consideration. City will play at Bournemouth that day. And obviously, if Liverpool didn't make the cup final, they've got Luton at home. But it, it gives you another option. And the weekend we can't see yet in March, they're scheduled to play at Luton. Now, if that suddenly landed a single game day as well, that's another one, right? Subject to how the fixtures land. City and Manchester United play each other that weekend. So it might be that there's another Watkins one in there. So for me, Watkins is a is a shoe in. There's too many captaincy opportunities there for Villa to want to be taking a secondary option, in my opinion. So Watkins is a definite for me. Louise is under consideration. That's it. I think the ideal defensive one would be Pau Torres. Yep. But the little but flag he's got next flag, to him. isn't he, right now? So do you want to go there? And it's it's not needed. No, agreed. Man United Spurs. Man United, uh, I haven't looked at any players, to be honest with you. The, on, the only I one, maybe know. again, is Garnacho. Yeah, cheap. 7.5 is, is perfectly reasonable. 
But there's, I don't know if he goes into enabler territory. Yeah, there's no, there's really. no tears in it or anything. But yeah, but it might be you might want to look at it and go, well, I want to punt him as captaincy against how Tottenham play at the weekend, for example. So I wouldn't rule him out completely. I'll be honest, I'd still captain Watkins. Brave. So <laughs> he's very, very yeah. unlikely for me. Um, after Tottenham, Wolves, West Ham, Villa, it's not a brilliant run. There's City a few after that as well. There's no requirement for them other than Thursday, February the 1st, you could make a case. And I'll come back on to February the 1st before we finish. So I think that's quite important to consider. What price Timo Werner then? <laughs> not, got, not, not got it yet. So 8.2. I was he in. It wasn't last night. It's 8.2. Forward or mid forward? Forward, of course. 8.2, James. So zero, Get him in your team. It's 0.2 more than Richarlison. He is. Richarlison's and doing all right on 72 points. Richarlison the minutes is he's had. not a consideration for me. Um, there were three Tottenham players. Would he be more of a consideration if he was a midfielder? Richarlison. I just, we don't know what we're getting. Okay. I think as it stands. Um... It's worth saying the only entry point for Tottenham really is Wednesday the 31st um, against Brentford. And again, that's possibly from a... It's either going to be from like an Arsenal player, a Villa player or Brighton or a Luton player. Yeah. Other than that, Tottenham play on the Saturdays. Obviously, there's a single game day with Chelsea Friday the 23rd. But to repeat again, that's postponed if Chelsea make the Carabao Cup final, which despite losing 1-0 last night is still the most likely scenario. It could, in theory, be played, as covered on yesterday's podcast, in the midweek afterwards, say Wednesday the 28th of February. But I think that is unlikely, and I think the fixture would be held back till April or later. Yep. Um, the two Tottenham players really under consideration, One, well, we've mentioned both already, Vicario and Porro. Mm. I think Van der Ven will play. By the way, I don't think that's terrible. There's a risk element to that. I think he'll play on Sunday. And uh, Radu Dragashin, who's a centre-back, has got the here we go this morning, will be signed from Genoa. Centre-back as well. Can cover at right-sided centre-back or left-sided centre-back. It's not improbable that he goes straight in the team on Saturday as well. I think that's a little less likely, but it's not impossible either. Porro so, doesn't tear that much, though. It really is attacking returns you're looking for. But he ticks over with the tackles and stuff. A bit. It's not, like, spectacularly ticking over. But he's also very reasonably He priced. got one in the last game. 7.8. Yeah, you see, it's it's the... Okay, he got four points, but then it's 2-2. Two, two. Then he had a nine-pointer, but then there's one, one, two, one. Like, there's a lot of that. But the, the explosiveness, no doubt, is there, right? He's the one that might you in a 15-pointer at any given point. So I do like the appeal of, of Pedro Porro, but I don't think I would buy him in the same way that I'd buy a Van Heck, for example, which is give me four points or five points every week. With Porro, I feel like I'd get twos, threes, fours, but I do within like the first month or so want a 15-pointer out of him. Yeah, thinking um, longer term about Tottenham as well, like there's no captaincy requirement. What we, we kind of said is there's a lot of days they're playing the same day as Manchester City on what we can see. I think I would favour Watkins this week rather than Porro mm-hmm. in terms of a captaincy argument for this coming Sunday. And again, when Tottenham play Everton away Saturday the 3rd, Watkins goes to Sheffield United. So it's preference on Villa or City players versus Tottenham players. So there's no capsule requirement. Even Friday the 23rd, if the Chelsea-Tottenham game went ahead, probably go Palmer over Porro, yep. to be honest. 
Looking really far ahead, you might remember I mentioned last week about um, a potential exit point of Arsenal being when they play Brentford. Saturday, uh, the 9th of March, will be the most likely day. We know that will be a Friday or a Saturday because Arsenal playing the Champions League to choose the afterwards. That same weekend, we know that Tottenham will play on the Sunday or the Monday at Aston Villa because of Villa's involvement in the conference leg. And should Tottenham and Fulham lose in the FA Cup, which would be the current projection, having Tottenham coverage for Fulham away weekend of Friday the 15th of March could look like an absolute given. And it could be quite a bit of sort of Arsenal to Tottenham movement over that match week 28 weekend looking really far ahead. So Tottenham would never be out far from my thinking, but I don't need it right now. Yep. There is a third Tottenham player that's under consideration, not for now, but is very much in my mind. Timo Werner. No, it's James Madison. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a given when he's fit because he ticks along really nicely to James Madison. He's good price in this as well. Really good price. Yeah, and part of my re-networking will be looking at a different option. That, that team I said at the start has got 0.1, the ideal team. I want to look at it with Madison instead of Bowen, which means taking something else out as a re-network. If Madison is back in the team against Brentford on Wednesday the 31st, I might buy him. Okay. I might just go there and go, right, that's really good coverage. It'll be a super differential. We, especially if people don't go with Hall and then he's back that night. People might be looking at that one. Madison, I'd be very interested in once he's back available. You talked about Arsenal to Spurs, uh, a migration happening. Will Arsenal kick off the second half of game week, whatever, 20, 24 for Sky, 22 for FPL or whatever. Um Arsenal. So Saliba, Chewing, both 100%. said he's definitely in. Uh, I'm not really looking at Raya or Ramsdale. It's not really interesting. Uh, Midfield-wise, obviously the attacking talent is there, but not just the attacking talent in Odegaard or Saka. I'm not going near Martinelli because he's scarred me now. But even Declan Rice at 8.1, although I'd probably rather go to Douglas Luiz at 8, if I'm honest with you. Um, so really it would be Saka, Saliba... And that'd be it. I'm not. I don't really want to mess about with Jesus or any of the others. I think I prefer Rice to Louise. Do you think so for the extra point one? Yeah, I think if you look at Declan Rice know. over the last month or so, then passing tiers are on the, a real consistent level now as well. And he's obviously very capable of tackle tiers as well, obviously yep. as, as we know. And listen, I'm sure Louise will probably get more attacking returns than him, but Rice will make that up in other areas, I think. Um, so Declan Rice is a very serious consideration for me. Guess how many points Declan Rice has scored this season so far? Hundred or so. Hundred and four. Guess how many Douglas Louise has Same, scored this season? Hundred and four. So you know you you're splitting uh, hairs there a little bit with them, but They're great I, I get returns. It. And for those yeah. who are new to the game and, and you know kind of got your FPL heads on about attacking returns and stuff. Like these guys are worth considering. 100%. But I prefer Rice than Louise because there's more stability in Rice's returns than okay. Louise's returns. Yeah. Louise could suddenly, yeah, if yeah. Louise doesn't Penalty get the attacking returns, he might blank. be twos, twos, twos and stuff. Rice will get points. Agreed. That's a really good price. Yep. But Kayasaka will be consideration for many. I think as possibly for a lot, the ideal Holland placeholder. Cats in him against Palace, Nightingham Forest away, go to Holland on the Wednesday against Burnley. At the moment, Bukaya Saka is a very, very unlikely for me. Me too. Um, that might change if Holland is a definitive rule out. Um, but at the moment, I think I'd probably just rather have Rice and go, well, if Rice ends up sitting there for me long term, I'm happier with that. Whereas Saka, 
I think I'd instantly be looking to come off after that Nottingham Forest game because it's not proving value for money at this moment in time. Saliba's a definite. Palace, no consideration for Yeah, any. the tears are just not the same as they used it's, to be. Maybe it's what I said as well. It's Monday the 12th of February, the Chelsea home game. Can I go in something there for an effective four for one that would include another single game day and Burnley at home and then move? Yes. And hopefully by that point, the one that I think many of us would have liked to have punted, it will be back. Hopefully that's Michael Aliso. Yep. So Palace is a leave. I think Dean Henderson wouldn't be a terrible one to cover you off, but Sam Johnson is back fit basically. So I wouldn't really want to take that gamble. So Palace will we'll come back to. The three games they have before that single game day include Arsenal away and Brighton away. So I'm expecting nothing from that. Sure, Sheffield United at home, great. But yeah, if you didn't get, a, say if you went an Anderson, if you didn't get a clean sheet against Sheffield United, you'd be like, oh my God. And actually looking at Anderson and Gay, I did have a look over the last couple of months, passing tears right down. They're not, they're not, they're not hitting them at the moment. Brentford. Yeah, there is one. There's no players at Brentford that are top to 100 points. The only one that comes close is Mbomo at 95, and he's obviously clearly out. 8.7 million. Yeah, that's the one. No points that's the so one. far this season. Why would you want to pick a player that's not even scored a goal, James? Because <laughs> he hasn't laced up his boots yet. Yeah, there's plenty of logic in punting Ivan Tony. I think. 8.7 is a very reasonable price. Yeah, agree. Um, it can act as a placeholder. Um, for your Salas, your sons, etc. Not in the forest at home if it was written in the stars it will score. So I don't even mind it as a captaincy for that particular game. The fixtures afterwards aren't good. Tottenham away, City at home, Wolves away, Liverpool at home. But we do know, obviously, with, with Brentford, that actually, historically, some of their better results have come in some yeah. of these games. What I'd suggest is there's probably not whole potential there for Tony, but don't be surprised if there is consistency. He'll, he'll be up for, for the fight. He'll bully also, some of these centre-backs. Brentford at, will get a lift as well, psychologically. At the from end it. of that run, yeah. we can probably expect the Manchester City rearranged game to go He's in there as fixture. an additional fixture. And you captain him and instead of Haaland. After that... Subject to what they've done in the FA Cup, there is a single game day away to West Ham there at the moment, Monday 26th, which currently projected to, would be to go, but we could be sitting here in eight days, as said, and it might be on. And if we haven't started with Bowen and don't want to go there, Tony. Forrest? Nothing. Agreed. Which means... Absolutely. I had a look at their high-scoring defenders on like about 35 points or something. Yeah. And I know they've had a really good little run recently. I would say he's not under consideration for me, but I think Anthony Alanga's got 28 points in his three games under Nuno. Right. If you want to take that as someone's on a bit of a form. Is he 6'7", six, 6'8"? Six, streak. No. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even list it because he's not a consideration not, for me. No. But he's in really good form. He's 7-something. I want to say 7-5 oh, wow, okay. maybe. Yeah, it's too much. Where is he? Uh, I'm about to find out. I think he's 7-5, I think. 7-2. Seven, 7-2. Two. Seven, two. No, it's a good price. It's a good price. If you that, can get... Better value cheaper, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think them fixtures are good enough to think that I'd want to punt it. Their next three home games are Arsenal, Newcastle, West Ham. In fact, next four is Liverpool as well. So there's not enough there to make me think there's, there'll be loads of points. And You know, you couldn't pick him over Palmer. No. Go with him, but no. I'd actually rather go with Tom Kearney at the moment, I think. Sheffield um, United, West Ham? Sheffield United, nothing. West Ham, there is one. There's none for me. We um we got Tottenham for the patrons later on today. I might need to borrow your violin later. 
You know, the old injury violin that you guys try out. Injury violin. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, I think I might need to borrow it. Yeah. I want to have a little whinge well, about well, how all welcome, players are injured. Welcome to Excuses FC, bitch. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what colour is that violin? Um, I need to respray it. But yeah, who Ari- is your one player? Ari- I'm considering no one. Ariola is a massive consideration. Okay. 6.6. Cheap. Very reasonably priced. Fourth or fifth highest point scoring goalkeeper yeah, at the moment. Playing for a team who... With Bowen unavailable, I've got absolutely zero interest in. And I like that. I like picking a goalkeeper from a team that, you know, no their defensive players. players ain't going to get the pass and like tears or anything like that. Anything else, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Ariola, I, I could see me, Suj, going Trafford to Ariola. Is the sort of thing I've got in On mind. On that Sunday. Yeah, when you play Sheffield United straight away, yeah. Mm. I might consider doing that. Starting with him, just starting with him is not beyond reason either. I think... Um, Save tiers are definitely there. I do think his points total is, is a little inflated with those clean sheets against Wolves and United and Arsenal and stuff. Some of those were unexpected. But then you get the odd penalty save that boosts goalkeeper's point scores. But his save tiers, I think he's pretty good for. Particularly the last few games, he's had to make a lot of uh, stops and has done so. Yep. So, who are you captain on Thursday, February the 1st? I uh, don't even know who's playing Thursday, February 1st because I haven't got it up in front of me. There were two games. West Ham versus Bournemouth and Wolves against Manchester United. Uh, Jared Bowen because he'll be fit by then. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> yeah, if he's not, then obviously they, we need to find a captaincy coverage. Ariola's pretty decent. It'll cover you off. It'll do you the job, won't it? Similarly for that Brentford game, if it does a single game day, it could easily be. I'm looking at it and it's, it's not impossible that I'm looking at it and going three captaincies in his first six because would we potentially take on a Van Dyke when Liverpool go to Bournemouth and say, right, Ariola at Sheffield United? Could it be? Maybe. Could it be? Maybe I'm going to say on that one. Anyway, Ariola is a strong consideration for me and I think what I would say is after the first two weekends he's the goalkeeper I'm most likely to have, I think. Okay. Um, Solanke is a consideration from Bournemouth, obviously. And that also does the trick. Thursday the first, you could obviously captain him at West Ham now. I don't love their fixtures though. Liverpool, West Ham, Forest, Fulham away, Newcastle away, Man City at home. I think the real reason to keep hold of him would be you think the Bournemouth Luton game will be soon as a single game day, and therefore that's a captain you want. Yeah. I'm more likely, I think, to gamble that it's not going to happen soon. And if it does, and I have to buy him, I'll buy him. It's okay. probably more my take at the moment. Um, Sunday the 4th, they obviously play Forest at home, and obviously the West Ham away game is the Thursday. So it might even be that I came back to him if suddenly, oh shit, that Bournemouth Luton game is going to happen in the, you know, the Tuesday of match week 25, for example. He's the only Bournemouth player under consideration. I do think Alex Scott... He's worth keeping an eye on. I think he's only about 6.5, 6.6. He's worth keeping an eye on, but not one to consider for now. Liverpool, Van Dijk is a shoo-in now. I would have gone Trent, honestly. They both scored the same points this season, which surprises me. I would have gambled the upside of Trent at the moment. Um, But he's not available. But it's made the decision really comfortable to just uh, go with Van Dijk. Alisson, he's not out the running. But I think... It's the money, isn't it? Yeah, the the reworking... The reworking of the structure is awkward, but what I would say is we think, as per yesterday's podcast, Liverpool, Luton, most likely at the moment, you're looking at Wednesday the 21st of February, right? 
Now, if part of my plan is re-networking to at some point get Hyunming's son back, if Tottenham aren't going to play at Chelsea two days later, then actually having Alisson in and knowing I'm not going back to Sun for quite a while can work. But then I'm also factoring James Madison into my mind, as I said earlier as well. So Alisson's not ruled out, but I think it's probably a no. Jota's the real punty one I like. Yeah, I'm going to possibly go with Jota as my attacking side of placeholder. I think the thing is, though, what you've got to think is you're probably not going to go Jota to Salah. I you're probably going to go. You're probably going to go from a player from another team. If Liverpool end up with that extra fixture with Luton, yeah. you're not going to want to go but Jota to Salah. You're going to want to have. So I'll do Jota you're to. Gonna, I'll I'll have do both. another player to Salah, but then Jota can be expendable if I want to get someone else. But into if the extra captaincy. fixture happens, my point is you're not going to want to let Jota go. No. So you're going to need to go sign else to Salah and then Jota to something else. It might be your thinking more would be say Jota to Sun further down Bowen. the line, for example, Jota to Bowen, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. I like him as a punt, and it is a punt. And I think he's of interest for two reasons. One, that the players are away and the injured players, obviously. Two, the additional fixture. And I think ordinarily players like him don't appeal to us much until we normally get near the end of the season where we're like, yeah, shit, let's punt something. He ordinarily would be a bad choice for Sky. We don't even know if he's going to play, Suj. Yep. But I might get him as well. Uh, finally, Brighton's got the most consideration of players for me. Four. Van Heck, Dunk, Gross, and Jao Pedro. Yeah. Jao Pedro at 7.7 is very interesting, particularly, again, I think as a placeholder for Haaland. You can go, right, you could even go captaincy against Wolves, Luton away, fine, Haaland next day. And it might be, if Pep was to say Friday, nah, yeah, he's not playing, that's the sort of thing I, I might do. And then go, yeah, Jao Pedro instead. I think Van Heck, as it stands, is worth 1.6 saving on Lewis Dunk. I don't rule out going both. Uh, and Gross, I think, is highly likely to be in for me. 8.2. That's a really, really good, consistent placeholder to pretty much any of them other mids as and when I want. Would you take him over Rice and Louise? We've mentioned a couple of players in that bracket, or um, not? I think yes, because there's two captaincy days that appeal there's and you'd wa- put him ahead of Van Heck for captaincy if you owned both for example I think so okay. yeah I think so okay. uh, there's the Wolves single game day so for me that yeah it's probably a gross captaincy and then you've also got uh, Sunday the 18th of February which could be a re-entry point in fairness but Brighton go to Sheffield United and Luton host Manchester United now if we've got no Manchester United coverage Brighton player there again. That's another reason to consider going with two, maybe. Think about it. If you just go for one as a placeholder for someone and then you need you need to sell that player and then you're going to want it back, I think, yeah. or an alternative. So I do like the idea of starting with a couple of Brighton. And it, it's not impossible to start with all four of them. Okay. Not impossible. Gross is very likely. Van Heck is likely. The other two are less likely. And there is one Wolves player under strong consideration as well for me, Serge. From the get-go? Yep. That'd have to be Cunha. It is Matthias Cunha. No one else other than uh, Huang, obviously, who's away, has scored any points really that are worth noting. That is a brilliant price. It's a great price. I'm actually surprised at how many points he scored. Like When I look at it and I'm like, 95 points, nearly 100 points. That's really good. Yep. Playing all the games, I think that there should be a small caveat that... 
Wolves might buy an attacker before the window shuts. They let King Kladz, like, Kla- uh, Yeah, Kalajic's gone Kladzic on loan, gone. despite the fact, quite early in the window as well, despite the fact, obviously, Huang's away at the Asia Cup. But obviously, we've got Neto coming back into the team as well. I think the favoured front three for Wolves, in one form or another, would be Neto, Huang, Cunha. They can also play over four. Sarabia is the one that would be most at risk once they're all available. One in every three is picking up a shot here, Cunha. Yeah, there's loads of shots here with him. Plenty. And then assists and goals. Like It's one of those where uh, Neto, assist Neto, goal Huang is kind of Cunha assist, goal Huang, or the other way around now. I, I think yeah, you, you've got something there with uh, Huang. And also what, uh, with Cunha. Also, and I like the fact that he's going to have less than 10% ownership, really. What, what I also really like about him as well is... Um, there's a couple of things you can use him for. So, obviously, one would be even captaincy against Brighton, right? I mean, is that terrible against Brighton's defence? Like, I could even get there and go, fuck it, I've seen the team, I'm going to captain Cunha. It's, it's not impossible. Covers that Feb- February the 1st as well, Manchester United at home. I think if I'm sitting there and I've got, let's just say, Ariola against Bournemouth and Cunha against Man United, I think I captain Cunha, you know. Okay. Chelsea way not great. And then his Brentford at home Saturday is reasonable. And what I like from there is you could move him then to say your Bowen on Sunday the 11th. Or I'm looking at him as my movement to like a Michael Elise for that Palace run. And after that Palace run, the next, after Palace's game against Burnley Saturday 24th, next day, Wolves versus Sheffield United, single game day. So that's my, that's possibly my only escape from Palace as well might be to Wolves and that doesn't mean I have to start with Cunha but that could be an old fashioned three for one if you will yep. where I go right Cunha Michael Elise the four Palace games the Cunha game I'd miss is away to Tottenham and then I'm straight back into Cunha to captain him again against Sheffield United which will be the only game on Sunday the 25th of February so I like kind of setting up with him and at the moment Serge he's in okay he's in the current draft I've got at the moment which is now, I can't profess this is definitely going to stay. This is, at the moment, with 5.7 million in the bank, um, which is a lot. I don't think I need to define the reasons for why. That en- enables me, as much as such, to go Cole Palmer to Mo Salah, okay. which might sound ridiculous, but consider that um, Palmer's got some difficult games, right? And if the Tottenham fixture goes... Is it impossible that I move him on? Let's think about this, Suj, for example. Let's say that Egypt won AFCON. Hypothetical example here. They won AFCON, and then the assumption is that Salah will be back for Brentford, Saturday lunchtime, Saturday the 17th. Okay, fine. Well, that day, Cole Palmer goes to Manchester City. Now, if Salah's coming back for that, see the team, Brentford away, and then the Luton game is extra in the midweek. Makes it worth it. I could even be looking Sideways at that on the day, on the day yeah. without the gain, going Palmer to Salah. Okay. And I'm aware of that. So at the moment, this is how it's set up. And again, I think there's only five of these that are definite. Trafford is in at the moment. The thinking with that is to move to Areola. Saliba's a definite. Van Dijk is a definite. Van Heck is in. Rodri and Foden with Palmer and Gross. Haaland, Watkins, Cunha. We're going to end up nine the same. Maybe what, what, 11. What but don't nine. you like from that? Uh, gross. I might go Jotter. You're keen I'm going to go Jotter instead of Gross, maybe. Okay. I want some Liverpool uh, attacking yep. upside, uh, potentially. And the goalkeeper situation. 
Uh, I may just go with Vicario and just leave it be. And I'm happy to skip Luton Burnley, if I'm honest with you. So those are the two right now that I would say uh, not convinced. And also Cunha. I may go with a more steady Eddie, like a, a Declan Rice or a David Luiz, instead of uh, Cunha, potentially. But his points is, is decent. And I need to just double-check what, what money um, allows me to do. Now, if Holland's out, then again, all bets off, and I can change it around a little bit more as well. The, the one that bothers me the most, as I said, is that it's a back three rather yeah. than a back yeah, four. Yeah. And so I think the two really still under consideration for me, are, 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 from that perspective, is Poro and Dunk still. Yeah. Yeah. Poro, I'm less keen on because of the lack of tears, uh, and Dunk also because Van Heck's sitting there, and you've got Van Heck and Gross uh, there, so really captaincy coverage. You don't need him so much. Captain um, C, want to yeah. run through him quick? Yes, let's do it. I think it's worth doing the, the obviously all of the the That's match week, weeks. if you will. Yep. Best captaincy Friday night, I think, if he's in the team, is Lyle Foster as as the best choice. I suspect he probably won't be. And then, to be honest, I think a real punny one we've not even mentioned him would maybe be Amdouni. Also, as a note, if you specifically want to punt a midfielder in the second half against Tottenham last week, they played Braun Larson, OOP, basically. Now, I don't know if that was a Tottenham specific to stop Tottenham playing through lines a little bit. It might have been more as part of a defensive structure set up rather than an offensive one. Um, but if, if you see the Burnley team and it's only, say, just Amdouni up front, it might be that he's playing as a as a ten. That would be mad punty, and no one will go there. Yep. And I don't recommend it. But you know, if you're feeling frilly and stuff like that, if you want a player for a longer term hold, a Luton player is still a better one to get. Adibayo can hold for Holland, Doughty, Kaminsky are reasonable. I think a Burnley player will be the better one night captaincy. Paul, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Holland on the Saturday if he's in the team. You won't see well, it. We won't see it, but if we get press conference news... I think I'll be captain Palmer. You think so? Safer option. Yeah, I think it's it's a rare one where Rodri might not hit passing. Okay. I wouldn't be certain of it. He probably does, but I wouldn't be certain of it. So I think Palmer, I'll be captain Saturday. Sunday, the 14th of January. Watkins for me, but I think... Agreed. The best captaincy on the day is probably Marcus Rashford. Uh, I'm not convinced by that. I haven't seen I would enough not, of him, I would but. not buy Marcus Rashford. But again, you could make the case and go captain him against Tottenham, captain him February the 1st against Wolves. Imagine the effective EO you're going against with Watkins. You're going against like a 9,500%. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm answering the question by saying which player do I think will get the most points on Sunday? Yeah, it's probably Rashford. I'll be captain <laughs> Watkins. Uh, on the Saturday 20th of January, you're going to go with Saliba? Yes, but if I did start with Tony, which I don't think I will, I'd, fruity, I'd be tempted. Yeah, agreed. But I think yes, yeah, Saliba. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, the twenty-first of January. Uh, well, Bowen's off the table now, uh, clearly because he's injured. So it's going to have to probably be what a Liverpool attacker. It's going to be Van Dyke for most yeah, people. Yeah, man. I think agreed. Van Dyke's owner should be massive now. Monday, the twenty-second. Like my current uh, bus setup is just Van Heck. So that's who I will captain. But if I end up with Cunha like you, I'd consider it. But home fixture, I think I'm going to go Van Heck, to be honest with you. Even if I had Cunha. 
Yeah. Half your team's playing in that game, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might be waiting for well for points. I think gross for me, probably on, on that one. Jack of all trades can return from anywhere. Um, I think the, the, other, the, the, the other days you really need an awareness of at the moment is for if any reason you're not going with Watkins, consider Saturday the 3rd of February what you're doing. Thursday the 1st, as we've said, it's an easy done where you go, I had Bowen there, Bowen's injured, and suddenly you look at another team and you forget. Now, you can invest in someone new on that night, and I know that's what a few will be planning to do, but just consider February the 1st. It doesn't look great, but amongst all four teams, there's potential there to find an option. So it's a, a really interesting night. Otherwise, Palmer, City and Villa are going to cover you off for a little while. Okay. That's all you'll need. Nice. Uh, cool, James. Uh, we're to blame then if everybody ends up with the same template team. Because we've just I don't been think we players. will because I I, 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 I know I know how this works for most people. Most people can't look at a team like that and go, I'm going to leave 5.7 in the bank. Agreed. I might even leave more in there. It's not improbable. If I go, right, if I decide I want to go over back four, the one I probably take out is Foden. So I could easily, if I go, what, Poro instead of Foden, what's saving am I making? I could start with over 7 million in the bank, possibly. So again, re-network to your plans are how are you getting Salah back? And you're going to want him as soon as he's back. It'll be a rare one because the Burnley game's a Saturday and the Brentford game is, is the early kickoff the following Saturday. If he's going to be back for either of them, I think he's going to get even with no fixture gain, which we don't... I mean, how long are you going to... Oh, we're Saturday again next week. What are you going to do? Just keep letting it go. No, he'll come back to me literally as soon as he's available, Mo Salah. Nice. Uh, listeners, if you want help with your Sky Fantasy Football planning, you may want to consider joining our Patreon, where James produces a fixed planning spreadsheet. Uh, we talk about it. Was there no errors on it this week? No, no, no. I haven't found any because I haven't opened it up. I've just had the Sky <laughs> uh, players and stats up in front of me throughout the show. Um, but you can come over and join our Slack community of very engaged Sky managers as well, always willing to chip in and help and give some ideas around uh transfers and, and strategy and captaincy around that as well uh, patreon.com forward slash planet fpl tomorrow you're back with the cotc are we no uh, it's a people's no, poll tomorrow talking about fpl you can catch up on that on uh from monday chelsea versus fulham if you if you want to with uh gary and dara and also bournemouth liverpool is obviously still relevant from last week as well with neil and dan uh tomorrow people's poll podcast surge fpl um, it is FPL related, yeah, if that's your jazz, guys. If it's not, you can turn off now. Uh, free options, that's av- available for you on Twitter till around about 5pm today. Uh, Game Week 21 captaincy is an option. Template players that need the bin, or you can also vote for uh, Salah Sun replacements. Lovely job, Lee. Uh, so thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed this episode jump in in the comments on YouTube or wherever you're listening to uh, let us know your thoughts on any players we may have missed off and we're back at you next week to see how the overhaul went stay safe ciao for now thanks everyone good luck play it your way cue music please man child Sports Social Podcast Network.